Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosophers Podcast. We are back again, man. I got a lot of messages from you guys, man. Um, Like, uh, that you guys missed a podcast, man. And, um, yo, like, it, it was a sign from you guys that I need to be back on this stuff, man. I, you know, whatever, man. I'm... I'm sorry I take my time away from this, um, but I love you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I need to get guests on here uh, soon. Uh, I think I'm going to be recording a bunch of podcasts. I'm going out to France in a week. No, this Saturday, I'm going to France with my friend Karen Margolis. Check out the feeling the episode on feelings, you know, and Brendan Lemon episode on frames and Trump. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll get my friend Zach on there. My friend Zach, we did Edinburgh together. He was in Time Magazine, um, for just a really, uh, interesting play, uh, that he did. He was out, I met him out in Edinburgh and we ended up being like, like living like five doors down from each other in New York. And I saw him out on the street and he assumed I was a homeless man. <laughs> he, assumed, he assumed I was homeless. Um, yeah, man. And so those are, uh, so like, I'm going to be this one person model. I know you guys can only take so much of me talking to myself. So that's going to stop. And, um, yeah, just, uh, I, you know, I haven't been too busy to make podcast episodes. What, what am I, 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 this is the crazy thing is I basically, um, have podcast episode conversations like every day on the phone, but like, it's weird. It's hard to record episodes on the phone because I wanted to just like get some of these phone calls because my 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 conversations with my my friends are high fidelity, right? We we talk in um like if you read Letters to a Stoic by Seneca, which I think you definitely should. Uh, one of the best books um I've ever read. Um, actually, I need to reread it. Actually, what's on my reading list right now? Um, there's a book. You know, I'm I'm just gonna do a little catch up with you guys. Um. Spitball, you know, but like there's going to be some substantive content. Um, this book called The Courage to Be Disliked, right? Um, and I, whether I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a very hateable dude. <laughs> uh, people do not um, like me off the back, right? Like, um, like I... Um, yeah, a lot of people like, especially in Chicago and stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dislikable. I'm an easy, I'm an easy dude not to like. And the book isn't just about that. It's um, one of the things that the book in the book they talk about that was kind of blew my mind, and I'm gonna blow your mind with it. But um, it is that our emotional experiences. So we have anxiety not to leave the house. Not that we don't leave the house because we have anxiety. Basically, is that we conjure up emotional states to basically keep us where we are, which blew my fucking mind. So like, or to get a certain result, right? You become angry so you can shout, right? Because So you can't shout unless you're angry and you use anger as a form of control. So I want you to look at the things that you have anxiety for, right? The things that cause anxiety, anger, all these other things are the, when you're having these huge blowouts. And I, I want you to think, what, what am I benefiting from? in having this emotion like this right i it like kind of like really that kind of blew my mind the other one that i don't know if i agree with but it was interesting to think is that trauma doesn't exist and i you know 
to me, I think like the veracity or the truth of a statement is always on a spectrum, right? There are some things like, like you are listening to this podcast is a very true statement, right? Um, I mean, if we want to look at it from a different lens, is there any you? Do the is there actually a separate thing between you and the universe? Is this all an illusion? Blah blah blah. But within the context, it's easy to see that. But uh, with something like trauma doesn't exist, do I think that some people um, basically, uh, I think trauma does exist. Uh, I think it like, but I do think that there, the ability for people to triumph is, um, over past events is, is kind of intense. And like, you know, I want to get your comments below. Like I, I don't take, I don't, that's not my view but i i thought it was interesting to basically at least explore that as like how am i letting the past how am i letting like my past narrative inform my current decisions and that's basically what the writers were attacking um other things i've been i've been really into machiavellian stuff lately you know um concepts of i've been reading a lot of the 48 laws of power uh, I love, I'm a big Robert Greene guy. You guys, a lot of you OG listeners know that one of my favorite books is Mastery. And I, I, every time somebody asks me, what is a book I should read? I'm, I'm stuck in life right now. I tell them to read Mastery, not because it actually has any, it, it, it doesn't really have any, like, it has good tangible advice, kind of, but more so what I think it does. And it's a rare book that it's able to, Give meaning to the moment that you're in, even if you're in a state of paralysis in life. You know, I remember the first time I read Mastery um, was I I had this, uh, it was in the year I had just graduated from college. My app idea with my friend Juvian, episode about friendship. That's like my best, 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 best friend. He, like, dude, this dude, you wouldn't be, you guys wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't for for him and the impact that he's had on my life. So definitely, if you get a chance, check out that episode. He, he, he is literally, and, and this is the thing, he, he, he informs me on a lot of stuff. Everybody has a friend that is their teacher as well as their friend, and um, Jay is that for me. But we had uh, basically used all our graduation money to fund an application idea, and I was living out in Malaysia. I was taking care of my grandma with the Alzheimer's, uh, and uh, trying to make this app thing work didn't it just didn't work out, man. We poured all that money into it. I'll get into that on another episode. But it, I came back. I I was taking the LSAT. I was studying for it again because the first time I didn't do that well, and I, I was in Houston for like. I want to say like 10 weeks before I would head back out to Malaysia. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? I'm, I had friends who were in law school. I had friends who had good jobs and everything like that. I was like, dude, did I party too hard? Did I ruin my life because I party too hard in college? And now I'm doomed to live this awful, uninspiring life. And I read Mastery and it made it basically for those of you who don't know how Mastery was basically Robert Greene, he takes the stories of masters and he weaves them into lessons. And it's kind of not a new format, but Robert Greene writes, uses spellbinding prose and he writes like a, he, he writes like an aged author. Like, um, 
it, you know, Ego is the Enemy um, by Ryan Holiday, who I, I met um, through James. Um, Ego is the Enemy was a, a great... Actually, I need to drop the podcast I recorded with James like a year ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, guys. Um, check out James Outsourcer Podcast. He's my homie. Uh, but Ryan Holiday's work, you could just tell that it, he, he, he isn't as aged of a writer as Robert Greene. Robert Greene writes in a way that you know he's been writing for a lifetime. And he's one, the book Mastery gives meaning to those times in your life where you see that the masters kind of had these same falls. They had these long breaks where things weren't happening. They weren't all prodigies. And it really helps you. And then, like, there are, is actual tangible advice as well. Like, um, the, uh, the Ben Franklin one on social intelligence. I won't get into the stories because I can't recant them as well as you could. But one of the great insights I took from it, took from the book is love people as they are, not as you wish them to be. So once you see them as they are and not as you wish them to be, you can manipulate them accordingly. And that's basically that people don't change, yet we waste a whole lot of energy waste waiting and wishing that we could change people, right? But we can't. We can't change people. And, oh, sorry if I slurped really loud and you guys have, like, uh, really sensitive ears. Uh, one guy told me, like, oh, don't... I got You get weird on YouTube comments sometimes. <laughs> but, um is this is that we all have like so many relationships where we wish that that person was different, right? We wish that our our best friend would be act a certain way. They're so good in this one way, but why can't they just grow in this other way or usually this happens with a significant other. Rather no, just love them as they are, but put them in situations where they can thrive and do not put them in situations where they can't in your life. Don't count on somebody to be something that they're not. And um basically his chapter on social intelligence is really consciousness shattering, especially if you don't think of um, things from a meta hierarchy level. Um, I used to date a girl and she, she got fired from her job because she kept complaining to, to uh, um, the people above her about what they were doing wrong. And she would even jump step them over to like corporate and telling them what they were doing wrong. And with no no kind of like softer tact or anything and even though she's she was right she was wrong in the way that she was bringing up this information which led to them look for the quickest way for her no longer to be an employee and um you know so like things like that um but mastery really great book uh but right now i'm reading the 48 laws of power and it's my second time reading it and the insights that I'm getting from it, I think because I'm older now and I'm not as naive and idealistic. The first time I read the book, I it's and this is something you guys need to watch out for when you're reading a book is you need to watch out for like you need to watch out for like you if a book questions your worldviews too much, not accepting the information <laughs> as true. Because basically what would happen is I could only read books that were like pretty close to what I viewed already, but like maybe a little bit more refined. But if it was too consciousness shattering or too out of my moral landscape or too just, um, yeah, I wouldn't accept the information and I'd just be like, oh, that's not me. Number one, um, that's not you or it's not me. I, I think I've talked about this on the episode with Identity with Skylar Higley. I'm a plugging machine today, man. (laughs) 
Um, but um, but basically, your identity doesn't exist, and so you can you can always change it, right? But the thing is, is that you have to earn those changes. But um, now that I'm reading it, it's really hitting me, right? Because I was so attached to who I was, and because I was because I hadn't hit the walls of my bad habits or habits that I loved about myself. Like guys, I'm, I love talking. I love talking. (laughs) I love talking, right? I love talking, but one of the tenets in the book is speak less, right? Always say less than what's necessary. And I've been in a few situations of late, um, whether it's business situations, whether it's romantic situations, where if I had just said less, <laughs> things would have gone different. But because I didn't, I, I, I was so forthcoming with maybe a lot of information or I just couldn't stop talking, I was more prone to saying something foolish. And also, guys, I'm, you know, you guys know I'm not... Uh, I'm not a humble guy per se at all. <laughs> I'm not a humble guy, but I am I'm I um I do think that um a lot of what I say is profound. Um I th- hope that some of you guys would agree. Um Jordan B Peterson said something that I said was profound uh, in a casual conversation. And but the thing is the way in which I used to speak was I I get so excited about ideas and you probably hear it a lot on the podcast is like, you know, and then, you know, and my, I get like so like intense, but like my, 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 the way of my way of speaking is, is all off and that it makes you, it makes sometimes people not trust what I'm saying because I'm saying so much. I'm constantly explaining myself or I'm explaining the thing and they're like, well, if this guy really knew what he was talking about, he wouldn't be you know like just saying like a million things a minute so yeah like that's one of the things um that i think is um i look at now i like investigate how much am i speaking you know uh i investigate how i basically is this is that i think that a lot of times success is amoral and you guys know i'm I'm a very i like nietzsche and i like that will to power um movement um but you know sometimes you just need to know things that are amoral so that you can just like navigate certain situations because there are certain situations that call for you to be amoral um, one one a, a tenant that I, I stumbled across on the internet the other day was um, honesty is strength, transparency is foolish. The only thing that the difference between the two is only a matter of degree. Honesty is strength. Okay, transparency is foolish. But the thing, but the thing that distinguishes the two is a matter of degree, and um, that blew my mind because I, I don't know if you guys knew this. I used to be like I don't I, I don't I think I I hid the episode. I I might re put that one up with Clark Bynum uh, the episode on honesty, um, 
but I or it was on ego. But I used to have um, I used to be a pathological liar. I used to be a pathological liar. Some experiences happened to me in college um, that made me way more honest, right? And the reason I was a liar, uh, one of the experiences, I, I had an experience in college that uh, was very uh, a mystical experience in which I realized that I was already the person I was lying about being. And I, I would come up with all these lies because... You know, my dad has this line, and I've probably said it on other episodes of the podcast, but it's um, when you lie to somebody, you're telling yourself that they are more important than you. And so lying is violent to your self-esteem. Actually violent. Because you're basically subcommunicating that you don't think who you are is worthy enough for to be at this conversation. And I was lying all the time because I I came from, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I've my nickname was ugly in high school. Um I was the butt of every joke. I was just like this scrawny dude and I was bad with girls and just my life I mean life was dope. But it was also just I was not confident. And I, I, I think, you know, it's very rare that as a man, as, as anybody, but I can only speak as, as dudes because I've mentored a lot of men, is that, um, is that we have no self-esteem. Because this is the difference between young guys and young girls is young guys literally are worthless to society. Like nobody wants us around anywhere, right? Like, I remember I was in this car with this young girl. She goes to NYU. I was in an Uber. We're doing an Uber Uber pool. Uber pool is a thing that, and and if you don't live in a city that has Uber pool, it's where like you know the, your city has is like close to is like a high a high population city, a very population dense city. So when you do Uber, you they pair you off with somebody and it's cheaper. So the girl who got in my thing was 18 years old. She went, she went to NYU, she goes to NYU and she was telling me that she was at a party with Travis Scott. For those of you who don't know, Travis Scott is married to Kylie Jenner. And yeah, she was at a party with him in Miami when she was like 17. And I was like, how did you get into this party? And she's like, oh, well, you know, like it just happened. And that's the thing with girls. Girls can get into a lot of places and girls have value. There are people, you know, if you look at the, these Instagram models, they'll be 19 years old, but people are flying them on private jets all over the world and everything like that. And that's not to say that all girls, but like girls have more baseline value to the human race than women or uh, than men. Um, you have 100 women and one man, you can repopulate the planet. You have 100 men and one woman, the human race dies. That's so, you know, as an 18-year-old boy, you feel this on, on a very deep level. Nobody really wants you around anywhere, especially if you're not, like, like physically gifted, right? And um, so I, I had no concept of self, and I was constantly lying. And uh, whenever I had this mystical experience, I um, basically was like, okay, I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie anymore. I went back and actually, I'm very proud of this. I told my friends almost every lie I ever told them. I went back and told them. It was like I was in the, it's like I was in 12 step. I went back and I, 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 I felt like this obligation and I became what I call hyper transparent. 
And, you know, and it's funny, my friend Brendan Lemon were very similar, had the same issue, right? And then now I've gotten to a point where it's like, okay, you know, you know, I spent all this time being transparent. And then like, you know, you know, I'll be in a fight with a girlfriend or whatever. And then I'll have like a, an after a fight realization that she doesn't need to know, right? But I feel this visceral need to like be honest right or transparent that i'll tell her something that's just and it makes her so upset and it, it didn't actually need to be said at that time you know it's just like something that I could have kept to myself or discussed with somebody else somewhere some other time but like because i had this compulsive need to be transparent because i thought that that was the way in which i could be confident but then it was having a delete uh a, a not delator uh a destructive um it was it was being kind of just destructive on my life right so, um, but yeah, as I went on, um, so now I'm moving back and I, I like, I don't lie, but I definitely, I'm not going to be telling you like everything, like, you know, like, oh yeah, this, 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 and this, this, and this, and these are my flaws and weaknesses. Cause I like, I mean, I'm, I'm like real, I'll tell, I'll tell someone exactly what I'm insecure about. I mean, I'll tell you guys cause I love y'all. Um, I, I have small wrist. I have tiny wrist of <laughs> small wrist and that's my insecurity. Um, no, actually, you know what I do? Um, I've recently gotten into this practice and it's been really, really good is every morning I stand in front of my mirror, butt ass naked, my, and I go through each body part. I talk about my skin. I say, I love and accept my skin. I love, I love how it's reddish and brown and, and, and the variance and protects me. And I look, it looks so cool. And I look like Kobe Bryant and Tupac. I love this stuff. I love, and I go through, I go through my height. I love being five foot nine. I'm the same height as all these great leaders, like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, and the, this will to power and everything like that. I go through it, each feature I have, whether, and I, I create a narrative on why I love that thing. And every morning I say it in front of the mirror, butt naked. I go through each part of my body and every day I believe it more. And the reason I do this is because it's like a, a, a advertising campaign for yourself. Cause like, this is the thing is I'm never going to walk. I'm never going to walk through time fucking square and see uh, a dude who looks like me on one of those ads. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. I'm one of the, I'm one of these guys who like people say I look like a lot of people. I, I, I get the most doppelgangers ever people say i look like kobe bryant tupac um i get i get that i look like lex luther the cartoon lex luther so the i've gotten that i look like um uh what's it called lenny kravitz uh i get that i look like michael jackson i get that i look like prince and i've gotten that i look like um jeff goldblum and the thing is uh <laughs> jeff goldblum blows my mind i that's probably my favorite one too the chaos titian glad i'm getting that chaos titian kind of vibe um but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to see a dude who, who actually looks like me, like in Times Square, you know, whatever. So I have to come up with my own narrative of why I'm a, I'm a thing and why I love and accept myself. Because we live in a time where everybody wants to be everybody else, right? And that's kind of the thing. But like, I just, I'm really excited to be just who I am and really learn to love who I am. And learning how to love who you are is actually difficult. Everyone's like, oh, you got to love yourself. But you, my friend Karen, she, she told me, she was very insightful when she said this. She said that we see ourselves as pieces. So we have to actually love each piece individually. And we have to remind ourselves. It's easy to forget. You know, it's easy to forget and it's easy to forget whenever you feel it's hard to accept yourself when you feel that other people don't accept you. Right. And um, yeah, so I do that. I stand in front of the mirror every day and fucking like a crazy person and I do it and I, I, I go through each part of my body. 
um, I call it my confidence hygiene, right? Just just you go through the daily things that you know of loving and accepting yourself and reminding yourself that you're strong and things that you tell yourself over and over again over time. It's like lifting weights. You become your 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 inner frame becomes stronger. Um, one of the things, uh, this, this is actually a funny story. So, I mean, I've been getting like complimented. I, I, so I've changed up my look again. Um, I don't, I don't wear the headband anymore. For those of you guys who follow me on Instagram, I've been wearing like my, my man bun with a gelled back and, um, like du- I have double eyebrow piercings on one side and double nose piercings on the other side. And I, I, I look really good. Like, you know, my body's looking really good. I'm, I'm probably the best looking I've ever been. I'm getting the most turn like like active turns right and i'm having people just like other comics they're like getting on stage and like talking about how hot i am for like two minutes like and it's it's happening like multiple times a week so it's pretty cool you know and i'm saying that so like you guys are like oh god will stop blowing yourself (laughs) no um but and 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 so with my fashion everything has all been stepped up but so but the thing is whenever other people are gassing you up as we say in new york you getting gassed up um is um when other whenever other comics or whenever other people complimenting you that's when your ego gets inflated and you become actually more sensitive you would think it's the other way around um but in order um so your ego becomes actually a little bit more fragile and so it's, it's a weird thing the more compliments you get from other people, the more inflated your ego gets. So the reason we use inflate is because it's easy to deflate. And that happened to me this Friday. So I was out at a, a car show. Uh, my friend Adam, that I need to get on there. He's the head of IBM Blockchain. Um, just just a, a stand-up guy, right? He invites me and my friend Josh out to this thing. We're at the Classic Car Club in New York, very high Falutin net worth thing. Oh, Josh Otusanya. Um, I think our episodes on Joy. Uh, also check out his YouTube channel. This is Josh O, one of the most talented, good-looking dudes I know. And we're we're at this thing, and it's it's like a burlesque show, and we have free drinks. Uh, we have a table. We're sitting right in the front. So girls getting naked, and there's like all these like Lamborghinis, right? And. <laughs> which is like i i bet from a third party perspective it's like what people imagine like me doing on a friday night um but i was thinking about my ex-girlfriend um but i uh, so we're going out and like you know like we're talking it's going great like you know everybody's loving us then we go out to meet girls and these two josh and i go talk to these two girls from la this is where i get my comeuppance and it's going okay. I'm drunk, right? And when I'm drunk, my face looks drunk. Like my I, one of my eyes halfway closes, and the other eye is like a little bit like this. But I, I so I don't I don't hide my liquor well. And we're talking to the girls, and my friend Josh is just carrying the set. He's just doing really good. Like they're they're having a good time liking him, and I'm doing okay, right? But I keep saying things that are not in the rhythm of the conversation in part because like, number one, I'm not used to being in a conversation that I'm not in control of. And that doesn't mean I don't give the other people attention or shine. It's just like, obviously, Josh was in control of the conversation. So I was like trying to say stuff, but I was like saying it off rhythm because I'm like trying to assert myself in the conversation while also like I'm also really drunk. And one of the girls is like, you're a comedian um, because I'm going to be I'm going to tell you that um, you're not funny at all. And I was like, and she said it in, in, I I don't know how many of you guys, 
comment if you like guys from LA or know what I'm talking about. With girls from LA, when they say something, there's like a there's like a way they say it that like cuts to your soul. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they're like, you know, um, I just don't think um, you're funny. You th- like you probably need to find something else. I'm I'm serious. I'm not I'm not even playing. You're not funny at all. It's really you should really consider doing something else. Like really, like really. And like, I'm like, whoa. And like, I'm not witty at that moment to come up with anything on the spot. Anyway, the conversation continues for another 30 seconds, but I'm getting more and more upset, right? Cause she like hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I end up like being like, you know what? LA, LA sucks. Yeah, like LA. And then like, I go on, on this thing and my friend Josh was like, yo, hold firm. Which I think, I take that to mean like, yo, bro, take it to that next level, man. And so I start like, almost like, I'm like, yeah, LA really sucks. And this girl's like, oh, did I hurt your feelings? Did I hurt your feelings? And then Josh keeps repeating, hold firm, which I just think means talk louder. And then they're like, um, we're going to go, but um, Josh, you're really cool. Um, but your friend Will, really lame. <laughs> and... um. Later, I, I what I, I found out Josh meant was um, hold firm, but like shut up and ignore the ignore the the this, you know. Which I usually I would have done, but I was kind of drunk and also my ego was inflated, so it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> and um, yeah, and but the thing is, is that if I had just ignored it and just be like, oh yeah, cool, yeah, I'm, I'm not funny, whatever, and then just kept rolling, um, it would have been great. And I'd been doing that apparently earlier in the conversation. I just. I don't even know why I told that story. Um, oh, but sometimes they say, oh, they say that the power of a question is choosing whether or not you want to answer it. Right? Isn't that swag? That's the power of a question. It's choosing whether or not you want to answer it. I like that. Because a lot of times people think they have to answer a question. You don't have to answer a fucking question. You do whatever you want. All right? Um, tell them you listen to Lazy Philosopher. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and as time goes on, um, you know, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, like moving forward, I, uh, I, I, you know, um, man, I completely lost my train of thought. This is, this is the rawness that you guys get. Well, how long have I been talking? I've been talking for 30 minutes. Oh, snap. I could maybe drop this, but I, I had something else that I wanted to say. No, oh, well, honestly, like that's it. I'm actually gonna like ask Stand Up New York whether I can start doing my podcast there because I got three thousand. You got three thousand strong, man. You know, and I, I think um it's about time to step up the audio quality on this stuff. Anyway, let me go know. Let me know what you guys think. All right, I fucking love you guys. Love you guys a lot. All right, peace. Oh, actually, yeah. Like, follow, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah, please. Please, guys, sometimes I don't message you all back. And honestly, I'm going to message actually everybody who, who, who messaged me. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys uh, from the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. Bye.